welcome to here's Jonder Reviews, the movie review podcast. That's a slice and dice or praise and hype a movie. Each and every month there's a theme. And as it's June, I'm doing Summer Camp Massacre with my look at the Sleepaway Camp movies. This is also part of the Summer of Same Sex. Tonight, I'm looking at Sleepaway Camp 4, The Survivor, from 1992. A movie that was never finished due to the production company going a bust. However, it was stitched together using 35 minutes of footage shot and parts of the other movies. This was shot out on DVD in 2002 as part of the Sleepaway Camp Survival Kit, which was pulled due to Red Cross wanted to be associated with a bloody horror movie. However, it wasn't finally made into a um, real movie until 2012. So here we have it, a Frankenstein movie that the um, fans demanded was turned into a real boy. So let's just set up camp one final time and let's just find out just how cruel the summer camp can actually be. God, four movies in a show than a cruel, cruel summer joke. Oh, me on. With this unknown budget, this thing pulled in unknown. Starring Kerry Chambers, Victor Campos, John Lodico, I think I pronounced his name, and the entire cast from all bloody three movies, directed by Jim Markovic. Of the plot, a young woman suffers from nightmares and amnesia. Amnesia? Yeah, sorry, I pronounced that, didn't I? Yeah, move on. So after years of hypnotherapy and shock treatment, she's told by her doctor to return to the camp to face her demons. What could go wrong? Well, find out here and fucking find out why everything can go bloody well wrong. Anyway, this movie opens up on the ending of part three with the fight between Angela, played finally uh, by pa- uh, Pamela Springsteen, and Marcy, played once again by Tracy Griffith. This is all very Friday the 13th, where each of the earlier movies would open up with the end of the last movie. As Angela is carted away in the ambulance, she kills the two medics in the back. Up pops a note saying it's three years later, and a woman only known as Alison Kramer has been in a mental hospital with selective amnesia. That, after numerous hypotherapy, hypotherapy, hypnotherapy, even <laughs> she could sit in the water. And go, oh, I remember. Uh, hypnotherapy sessions and shock treatment, she is possibly a survivor of the New Horizons camp killings, even though everyone was killed by... was killed, except for Marsha and Tony, once again played by Mark Oliver. Thank you, stock footage. In fact, that's most of this fucking movie, stock footage. A doctor thinks she is actually Angela Baker, who hasn't been seen since 1989. So he wants her to return to camp with a forest ranger, Jack, played by John Lotico, I think that's his name, to face her demons. Yeah, great therapist there, mate. Also, how does a stab wound give you memory loss? Hmm. So after the paper-thin plot, oh sorry, data dump, uh, does the title kick in? As a not-bad theme plays, we get shots of a lake onto a woman in a bikini, a two-piece pink bikini, as you do. She is Alison, played by Kerry Chambers. Anyway, in voiceover, she tells us the events of Angela's life. As we see Herman, once again, played by Michael Pollard, and Jan, once again, played by Stacey Lambert, death at the hands of Angela's log. Now, I thought she got a thing cut off. 
Now, if you're going to pass your footage off as the same footage from the earlier movies, at least get your facts right as you're burned down to Herman's tent. It's not still there three years later, and it's a smaller tent with a different fucking car scheme. Moving on. And by the way, five minutes in, titty shot! Back to more shots of Alison in a bikini just sitting late sides, and we get yet more voiceover. And she tells us the reason why Angela went mad. Cut two scenes of Aunt Martha, played by the late Disney Gold, as she forces young Peter, played by Frank Sorrentino, to be a girl because cross-dressing makes you go insane, apparently. Hmm. So back to Alison sunbathing, and yet more voiceover for her explaining how young Angela, played by Felicia Rose, only killed people that were mean, well, mean to her and or bullied her. As we see Angela and her cousin Ricky, played by Jonathan Tiersten, going to Camp, camp Arawak. It's opening day as the pedo cook Artie, played by Owen Hughes, pervs on the young girls, calling them baldies. Fucking disgusting. Then Angela is introduced to Paul, played by Christopher Collette, and we know how that one goes. On to Judy, played by Karen Fields, billing Angela, calling her a queer. Once again, in the 80s, 90s, and noughties, queer was a barbed insult, not a fucking sexuality. Still, not to worry, Angela will straighten her out later. Because she dies with a straighten up her poontang. Moving on. <coughs> Cut to Barney, played by Cliff Brand, the cop from part 3, telling the story of Angela Baker. That, at 13, she killed people at Camp Arwak and was placed in a sane asylum for seven years, during which he was transformed into a she, plus she was given electro shock therapy for years. However, once let out, she killed the entire Camp Rolling Hills camp the year earlier and hasn't been seen since. She killed his son by beheading him, yet I'm pretty sure he was supposed to be the son of the cop from part one, but moving the fuck right on. Cut to adult Angela, giving the I've been abused, picked on and bullied my entire life speech from part three. Also, you like me, you really like me, for now. Speech. As is intercut with part one, Angela being bullied at Cab Arwak. It then cuts to Ricky defending Angela to Judy, telling her to leave her alone. She's just quiet and shy. Cut to adult Angela killing Lily, played by Sandra Dorsey, with a lot more. More? I didn't even know her. <laughs> oh, God. Cut to Marsha uh, finding the beheaded body as Angela tells her she reminds her of Molly, played by Rennie Estevez. Thank you, uh, stop footage yet again. She's tied up in Angela's death cabin in part two. Then it shows Angela shooting cop Barney. So this is all the killings half the time. Just add down a watered down script. For some reason, it jumps to the opening of part two as the teens sit around the campfire telling ghost stories. And here's Angela's story is told from part one. It shows Angela's hatchet job of the little boys in part one. Guess she thought they really asked for it then? Asked for it even? Oh god, John, that pun was fucking awful. Anyway, next to die is a Meg, played by Catherine Cambry in the shower. I'll take it Angela wanted to make sure her back was done by a knife. In this nod to Psycho. I mean, that's a real killer homage right there. On to creepy camp owner Mel, 
played again by the late Mike Kellen, who after finding Meg's body, all but kills Ricky in the woods. And then cut to Pedo Cook getting her comeuppance as he's boiled alive by Angela. I guess she really wanted to deep clean this Pedo's life once and for all then. On to Mill's death, it was an arrow to the throat. So it could be worse, it could be an arrow to the knee. Okay, I'll see myself out, that joke was terrible. Phoebe, played by Heather Binion, then wraps up the campfire story with that ending for part one of Angela holding Paul's beheaded head. Beheaded head? Eh, whatever. That wasn't what he meant by he would like to get some head. Anyway, Angela uh, stands to show she is indeed a he with that symbolic on his face. As some poor townie's naked body was shown, he was paid in beer and regret for that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, for that, Angela kills her with a few blows to the head with a stick. Maybe Phoebe shouldn't have branched out to the boys and Angela would have left her alone. But no, she had to root out the boys. Now she has her tongue cut out, so no more telltoes. Remember kids, say no to tongue wagglers. God, these jokes. On to adult Angela telling the girls at camp Wrong Hills she sent Phoebe home. Next to die is Stoner Twins, Brooke, played by Carol Chambers, and Jodie, played by Amy Fields. I mean, they really sparked up a friendship with Angela there then. She really lit up their lives. No, wait. It shows Alison going in for a dip for the lake and a flashback to young Angela afraid of the water. After all, her dad was killed on the exact same lake 10 years earlier, as Meg bullies her for not swimming. Cut to TC, played by Brian Patrick Clark, hitting on adult Angela, but she has none of it, saying she can't swim. Why is this weirdly stitched together? I mean, it's... oh my god. This is intercut with Ricky's foul-mouthed rant to the older boys at Camp Arawak, who pelted Angela... Uh, with water balloons, uh, she can't swim, she's not a fucking gremlin, water won't do shit to her, you fucking idiot, I mean, mm. on to the oldest male boy in camp, as his death at the hands of the bees, maybe she would have been sweeter to Angela, and this death wouldn't have stung so much then, weirdly, it is then cut to Angela being dunking in the water, sorry, dunking in the, with water, by Charlie, played by Justin Noel, and Emilio, played by Jason El Eldritch. Then it shows their deaths as Angela has them tied up to a window with their eyes and throat slit. That's no more peeping tongs for you. We should keep your eyes on Angela then. Back to the kid Angela being bullied by Judy and Meg as Meg throws Angela into the lake. Ricky, of course, tries to save Angela from the bullies. And then he swears revenge on them, making me think he is the second serial killer. Back to Alison at the lake. Watching her across the lake is Jack the Ranger. Suddenly so it cuts to Judd, played by Walter Frank III, and Anthony, played by Benji Whittle. I think that's his name. Death, as one is dressed as Freddy and one is dressed as Jason. No, wait, hold on a second here. No, no, no. It's Angela's flashback nightmare in part two. Because this thing is fucking really Frankenstein. I mean, the stitching is all. What a bloody well place here for crying out loud. Anyway, this might be twice the killings and half the time. But my God, this is twice the filler and double the killer. 
Now this nightmare is intercut with the crazy aunt sending Ricky Angela to the camp as a kid. What the fuck is going on here? It also has the dad's death in part one. Wow, you're really going to use every inch of footage to fill this fucking film up, aren't you? Uh, now, it's not Freddy and Jason's death. The This must have been Friday the 13th because this was a real unlucky nightmare of a time for these two. As Angela first slices Anthony's throat with the clawed glove. Uh, Angela always was a bit cutthroat. Then cuts Judd down to the size of a chainsaw as... He takes her on dressed as Leatherface. That's Angela as he still dressed as Jason. Massacre, you a question, Angela? Why camp it up during the summer when you just know how cruel summer is? Then slice into the student bodies of the town. Can I joke what to my head? My ask her? Massacre, you a question? Oh, whatever. Got to Angela fishing up the hockey mask from the lake from part three. Back to the fellow dressed Allison overlooking the lake at the, what she called the tent from part three, as she continues her story, or this story. Now, where is this 35 minutes of new footage? We're 38 minutes into this 70 fucking minute movie, and we have nothing but stock footage from part one, two, and three, with less than five minutes of actual footage from Alison. This shows all the camp owners, all three camp, owners trying to hide the killings and bad PR from the campers and indeed from the press. Jesus Christ, this camp is just a bad fucking reputation as fucking Crystal Lake, my god. More killing, more filler, and I am bored now. Where's the fucking new footage? Finally, after a lot of fast forwarding, at the 58 minute mark of this 70 minute <coughs> movie, do we have a new footage? As Jack tries it on with Allison, but after he tries to undress her, she pulls away. He gets mad at her, so she runs off into the woods, where he chases her down. This is mixed with adult Angela running through the woods. We get it already. Allison is Angela. Wait, why is her shirt magically ripped open as she runs? I mean, eh? He catches her with ease, even though she was running full pelt away from him the other direction, and she just bangs into him, like, seconds later. He then forces her down and tries to rape her. She gets away again. She runs into a hunter, played by Victor Campos, who holds her at gunpoint until she explains that the park ranger is trying to rape and kill her. He says no such thing as a park ranger. Okay, then. Cut two shots of someone running through the woods as Allison is overheard asking for a place to hide, and suddenly she has the park ranger at gunpoint, did I miss something here? She's running through the woods and seconds later she has him at gunpoint. What the fuck is going on here? Allison then runs off to hold a hunter at gunpoint. A shot is then heard. Now she's in a black and green two-piece bikini holding a knife. Okay. All three endings of the other three movies play. And what the fuck is happening here? I swear to God, I've went cross-eyed and lost about 90 IQ points. The ranger sneaks up behind her. She turns and flashes red. Cut to footage of a cabin in the woods with the ranger and hunter's dead bodies inside as credits roll. What in the actual fuck did I just watch? All killer and filler. No story, no plot, poor acting, cheap, nasty, 
avoid us all costs. This is just voiceover after voiceover after voiceover with intercut, weirdly mixed up footage from the three other movies. Just avoid this fucking thing. Zip. Nada. Zero out of ten. Still coming this month as the summer of same-sex rolls on to gay American Pie in July. As look out, the Eating Out movies. August is Animal Attack movies. September is Super Zero movies. And October is One-Off Horrors. Now don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. And follow me on Twitter at Here's a Johnny's at Pods. Check out my other franchise podcasts of Aliens, Batman, Predator, House, Resident Evil and more. Also my solo podcast of The Shining, An American Werewolf in London, Child's Play, The Stuff and more. A bye. And remember, I have watched these bad movies so I don't have to.